ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast. Sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. Whether you're chasing bugles over the next ridge, sitting a stand out east, this is about passion, pursuing our dreams of field, our lifestyle, the betterment of self and community, the enlightenment that comes from those moments spent in God's creation. Through these conversations, I hope you find insight, inspiration, education, and motivation to push beyond your limits. I mean, I'm recording now. Um, but yeah, that's the language part of it is... Uh, it's a big deal, man. Oh, it's yeah. a big deal. You know, you guys, you know that. Yeah. He knows you know. the language more than I do. Yeah. I, I can call it enough. Like, I, I called her bullying, but not not like that. Yeah. I was, I was actually, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with, uh, with Jeff's, with Jeff's ability on the diaphragm. Um, and I'm not very easily impressed with it. Thank yeah. It, uh, it, it sounds good. Everything you could tell that you're working your ass off to speak the language. Um, listening in the call comp with my back turned, um, I'm able to close my eyes and see elk behind me, right? And there was a couple, there was a couple people calling that I was able to do that with. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm always, I'm always impressed with someone that's versed in the in the language. That shit was, that was dope. Yeah. So, um, got my boy E and Jeff. Um, pack them out, fam, and we're just shooting the shit, man. We got uh, we're here at Mountain Archery Fest in Purgatory, um, boofed up next to them, and um, we got the Western Hunt Fest, uh, Bailey, Colorado, August thirteenth. Um, that Pack them out is putting on. Um, got a got a couple of uh, phenomenal sponsors on the belt in Kafaru and Shields. Um, they keep telling me that Kafaru is going to be my brand. Uh, after I come to that event, but yeah, it sure will. It sure will. <laughs> These boys don't know how diehard I am, um, you know. But you and I have sat down. I mean, it seems like it's been two years now, huh? It's been it, a minute. Man. It's been a year since we talked because remember we were just about to head up to TAC last year. Okay, it was Damn, right. It was only a year. Yeah, it's been a year. Oh, that's a lot shorter time than I thought it was. It seemed <clears> like it's been a little longer than that. Yeah. That's been a year. And and pack them out, man, in, in that amount of time. I mean, you know, walking the shields, and I'm like, the hell? Yeah. You know, uh, sitting so. on the shelves of shields, man. And that, that display has grown. 
It is. Right? Yeah, it has. It has. It, it goes up and down depending on what they have. Mm -hmm. But that's actually the last time I talked to you. That's what we were working on. And I really didn't mention it then. Right. But yeah, it came out between his his sales work over there and, and the family stopping in and out. We got that done. So Yeah, it was dope. I, I went in there when we come out to look for property. Um, that was last Thanksgiving. We walk in there. And uh, I told my wife, I'm not spending any money. I just want to go in because I like shields, right? Check yeah, out, see what yeah. they got, walk around, browse. And we get up to that little corner that was in at the time. And I'm like, I'm spending money. <laughs> you know? Hey, we appreciate it. Yeah, sure. I was like, I got the, I got my sweatshirt. I got one of the hat or uh, the one of the uh, beanies. Yeah, I think yeah. I got a hat too. Yeah, because I, I got the branded Bills camo, the black uh, camo. Black, camel, black yeah. multicam. Yeah, with that, that leather patch. Yeah. So, you know, congrats on that. Um, so just to just to back it up a minute, right, because we can get into a conversation and like, you know, we won't miss a beat, but some of the folks listening might. Um, so introductions and then, you know, let's talk about pack them out and then we'll get into Western Hunt Fest and then we'll just probably sit here and talk shit for an hour. Cool. cool. Sounds good. Um, I'm Efren. I'm with Pack Em Out Apparel. Is it Efren? It's Efren. It's Efren. If you go back to the family roots, <laughs> it's Efren. <laughs> Joe's not sitting here, but uh, Joe. <laughs> Joe was uh, trying to tell you how to say his name quite a bit yeah, here. So. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, man, we're family owned and operated. I'm sure everyone listening probably knows that by now. But uh, this is my this is my dude right here, Jeff. Yeah, I'm Jeff. I'm uh, I'm his uh, loyal, trusty, dusty assistant, <laughs> and his and his caller. He, he plays himself. Yeah, definitely my caller. I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're we're brother-in-laws. We married uh, sisters, and we've been doing this a little while. I'm gonna interrupt you. So the connection to watch you, your connection, um, as brother-in-laws. I mean, and, and 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 slap me if I'm wrong, right? Damn near, you know, bestie. You guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you like, call it what it is. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, you we, guys, we conjoined. You, you guys <laughs> have a connection that's dope, dude. Yeah. Um, you know, watching you guys and how you raise your families together. We just had a conversation, right. me and Felicia, about that. Um, but okay, sorry, I, I had to get that in there because yeah. that connection is solid, and I think that's a lot of the success of of yeah. the brand and of the families. It absolutely I, is. I digress. So yeah, yeah. Sorry, brother. No, no, you're. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we're, we're tight. Uh, We've been for a while now, too, even before the Pack and Mount started. Mm -hmm. When we started hunting together, that was it. That was it. All yeah. she wrote. Yep. That, you know what? That 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 experience on the mountain is going to tell you whether or not you connected to somebody or Absolutely. you could give a fuck, for right? Sure. Yeah, it is, sure. uh, it'll it'll make or break a friendship. It'll make or break a brotherhood. And, and there's a lot of tension on the mountain, a lot of stress. And when you could find that person, you know, your your backbone so to speak in those moments right and you know that person's got your back in those hard times and vice versa right. Woo, man. that's kind of like what we were talking about yesterday is what i would what i like hope for my kids you know mm -hmm. what i mean that they take hunting scenarios outdoor scenarios and they bring them into the real life world. yeah if you can do all that out there with someone you can do it you can do it on you the streets it in easy yeah yeah i mean and then okay we're gonna spiral in and out <laughs> in and out in and out in and out on track off track you know and, and it's funny right in in to promote that within your family to your kids and to want them to experience those values is one thing, but for you guys to bring them out in the field and not just talk about it. And, and at some of the ages right now, I mean, we're talking knee high to a grasshopper, right? And you're doing it now because you see the immense value in it. Oh yeah. Holy crap, man. Yep. I agree. Yeah. So, uh, 
Talk about the hunting first, man. We'll get you going. I know you hunt anything. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yep. We do. We try to yep. as often as uh, those two over there will, will allow it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Are they listening? They are. They, hey, don't, don't let them play. They always listening. <laughs> Look, she, okay. She's buzzing right now. <laughs> hey, she's, even, she's even recording, bro. What Remember you what you said? I looked over and I saw the two hats, and I'm like, I got to watch my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did we hunt since the last time I talked to you? We went we went uh, odd ad hunting in New Mexico. Yep. Um, struck out. Actually, dude, we had them. We had a band of them in the parking lot when we pulled in mm -hmm. at like four in the morning. And we could just see eyes and bodies by the time the sun came up. Ghost. Well, no. in between that though, we saw their eyes and their body and we're, we have a camper backed up on the back of the truck. And then all of a sudden we see a headlamp running down the trail right where they're at, literally running in front of them. And then boom, some trail runner. Oh. It, it was a person running on the trail oh. gone. Dang. It, you know, well, that that part of hunting is interesting, right? As more people get outside and recreate, and we saw a boom in it with with the cocoa. I don't even want to bring oh, yeah. that up. We saw a boom in it, right? And and as much as we want people out there and you know enjoying nature the way we do, yeah. to a point, right? I mean, you could be a spectator or involved in it. Yeah. Um, that's a rough one. <laughs> well, well, good for that person though for being out there at five in the morning running. Mm -hmm. Like good for them. Hey, they're, that's they're a doing perspective. Something. That's yeah, right. They're doing something. That's right. Good yeah. perspective, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. For sure. What else did we get into this year? Um, we did antelope, elk, antelope, elk deer, um, a little bit of turkey. Um, hardly any shed hunting. A little bit. Well, um, you did some shed hunting he, he on a couple a of my bit. posts. I, I do shed. <laughs> yeah. I shed hunt every post. <laughs> <laughs> you, you walked uh, up to me. Careful said, what you, you post. said, hey, bro, don't bullshit me. Uh, was that a shed in that picture? That <laughs> 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 was yesterday. Was, or Friday. That was funny. Man, man. I find shed hunt uh, sheds at work. <laughs> yeah, it does, for real. He'll send me a picture. He's like, dude, I got one. Right out the window. I'm like, That's funny. This guy. Some people have a knack for it, though, dude. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, I've found one. My, no, what am I? I'm at three, three. now. Met three my entire life. I hunted with a guy, so when I was, I was you know, hunting Catalina Island, that's a, it's a guided hunt per se, um, but it's hard to get on. That's the only way you can get on there. And I hunted with a gentleman last year, and I have never seen anyone with a knack for finding sheds. This, I'm not kidding you. This dude would have a fork this big, brown, and spot it 300 yards away, bare eyes. I'm like, how in the world? Yeah. And I got good eyes. I'm like, how are you seeing those? Some of those guys are crazy. Oh, it's nuts. I have a cousin that... I kid you not, we are on I-25, driving 80 miles an hour. <laughs> this guy's like, shed. And I could see him. I could find him pretty good. And I'm like, no way. He's driving. <laughs> He's driving. This is the scary part. He's driving. He says, shed. I'm like, no, you did not see a shed. We turn around. We pull over. I pull out the binos. I'm still struggling. He's like, it's right there. I look, and sure enough, there's a tiny... <laughs> A sticking single up. Time sticking That's crazy. Up. I, I think it's like you know, it's like spotting animals, right? Once, yeah. once yeah. you figure it out, once your eyes train for yeah. it, there ain't no turning back. Like this it. guy with the coos deer. Yeah, I find coos deer. Yeah, I'm the same with muleys. Like yeah. we, could, I could be driving and I'm like, you see that deer, baby? And she's like, huh? Yeah. Where? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, hunting Catalina, right? It's like oh, a mile and a half, naked eye. Like oh, there's three right there. Oh, there's a nice buck. Yeah. You know? 
Can't do that shit in the elk woods, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you trained for the wrong species. Yeah, though. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's gonna change. Oh, it yeah, is. It's Real gonna quick. change. You know? on the I'm in the mecca too. Yep. You know. Um. So what about the elk, man? You know, I, I kind of talked about it earlier, and and your and your control over that diaphragm and the language. Um, that that has to be your number one animal. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean... Like, the elk has always been my number one. It's always been the thing. But uh, the way I grew up, it was... Um, I had, uh, My mother had six brothers, and every year they went on rifle elk hunts, and they would pack in miles in. Um, they would do a, a base camp with a big canvas tent. They would pack in, and then um, they would stay there for a week, and they would, they would come out, and they always filled their tags. So as a little boy, like even my kid's age... Like, we were chomping at the bit to get out there, you know, so it was always my number one thing. But then when I transitioned into hunting, I then became a rifle hunter, and I would go every year hunt, hunt elk, and mm-hmm. I, was, I was pretty lucky in my early years. But elk has always been my, my thing, and then I met this guy, and he's like, let's bow hunt. And then I I, I geek out on things, so I, I started listening to vocalizations, and then... It started getting a little better, a little better, and then I just kept practicing, practicing, and then... So so one of the things you've heard me say, right, over the weekend, like talking to Diego, and then as we're talking to people, is is we're talking about vocalizations being one thing, right, but speaking the language being something different. Yeah. Um, What... I mean... I'm a blow... I don't know if it's blowing his head up or whatever it is, but... Jeff is is probably one of the best callers I've heard in in quite some time. Thank I mean that ain't there. There's not. I'm not blowing smoke up anybody's ass. I would stand him next to some of the best callers, what we would consider the best callers in the world. And I know that this dude is going to stand there and hold his own. Like that's no bullshit. Um, is it for you? Is it about the call, the vocalization portion of it, or is it about the language portion of it? And and how versed are you in? Yeah, so it, it, at first it started with just the call. I was obsessed with making the high notes and, and the pretty sounds. And then as I got that down, then I uh, just started geeking out on all these different guys. So I, I went through Row, I went through the, man. the, the Elk Bros. Yeah, I uh, uh, dabbled with uh, Corey Jacobson, the, um, the, the Bugler, all them guys. Mm-hmm. So I, I went through all their stuff, took took what I wanted, uh, the elk nut, I just got all their stuff and I've just been, you know, just learning and learning and learning and learning. So that's the same process, I, I think, and I, maybe that's why I was like, yeah, because for me, it, it's been the same thing, right? Yeah. I want I want all the information and I'm going to adapt that information to my situation or my hunt and then how I see it from my experiences. Yeah. Um, dude, okay, I'm going a, I'm to a blow some blow some balls right now, but Chris Rowe. Yeah. Um, when you when you get into the level of of listening to what Chris talks about and that that behavior standpoint of elk, yeah. man, how enlightening is that as a caller, as just a caller, right? Not even a not even a linguist will say, right? But right. dude, that it, 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 I really feel like it next leveled my my ability as an elk hunter. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Man, and all those guys, the Elk Calling Academy, all of them have their own pieces mm-hmm. to the puzzle. So I've I've taken from all of them and and just kind of you know 
took what I what I believed out of this one, what I believed out of that one, and, and kind yeah. of just ran with it. I think that's the best way to go about it, right? Because we can get we can get tied up to a you know air quote brand, yeah, right of of education and and not to say that that's a bad thing, right? But I think having a versed repertoire across the whole spectrum in that realm, man. I mean, how much more powerful a hunter are you than the guys that are a mile away from you that ain't heard a call and seen a, seen a bull or a cow or a calf, you know, in five or six days. And that's, uh, last year, man, it was my best season yet. I didn't kill nothing, but the amount of animals that I called in, the amount of busted animals hunting with Brandon that I was able to turn around and I lend that to exactly what, you know, what you've done. And and that's just using all that and building my own repertoire in it. It's, uh, yeah, and then uh, going back to like the sounds. So like I learned a lot of the vocalizations. I learned what they were saying, did all that stuff. And then I heard this guy on, I don't even remember, I think it was IG and his name was Jermaine. <laughs> and then once I heard his sweet calls, then he made me go wild. He made me just get full on into it. Because uh, his sounds on top notch. So <laughs> yeah, he now I have a mission. I have somebody to beat, so. Come on, Jermaine. What did, what did Jermaine call in last year? What did he say? 30, 30 something? Yeah. 30 bulls. Yeah. 30 bulls. Yeah. 30 bulls. For a guy to call in 30 bulls. Yeah. Those sounds are unbelievable. He though. might know what he's doing. He, he uh, Yeah, he's, I mean, and, and the way that he, he says it's he humanizes it, right? But I, I think he has elk in his bloodline. Oh, that guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy, he's a... He's a, a true artist. With mm-hmm. it. Oh yeah, I mean, look at it, how his kid calls. Oh, dude, his kid is <laughs> his kid is one of the best callers I've ever heard. It's crazy. I, I would. I told Jermaine, I'm, I'll never call next to your kid. I wouldn't either. No. No. You know what I mean? I'll yeah. never call. Next I want to see kid. his kid beat him. Oh, it's happening. It's happening. I, that's sure. Jermaine's mission. Yeah. Right. Sure, yeah. To be to be better than have yeah. him be better. They were at Hunt Expo, and the kids rolling around just, and I'm like. That's some of the sweetest sounds you ever heard. Yeah. You know, and he, I mean, that dude is what, that big? Yeah. It's, oh, they are clean. Yeah. It's perfect. It's, uh, it's phenomenal. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so then um, I linked up with uh, Mile High Note Game Calls. So I'm going to call for them in the in the championship this year in Utah. Oh, heck yeah. So it'll be fun. It'll be my first time doing a, like, an, like a big competition like that. So. When is that? Um, July twenty third week of July, I think. Yeah, it's the it's the um, Rock Mountain Elk Foundation. Okay, the Army of Call. Yeah, so yeah, that'll be my first uh, big calling event, so it'll be cool. I think uh, I think you're gonna do well. Yeah, I mean, from what I've heard, I think he's gonna do really well. Yeah, that uh, that'll be dope to see it. Yeah, I can't wait, man. We know a superstar. We will. <laughs> uh, we will shortly. Hey, we we know Jermaine. If not. Yeah. <laughs> So, so an interesting thing, right? Is so, how do you think? How do you think that translates, right? Uh, the 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 sweet sounds, the stage calling, and all that stuff in into the woods. Um, I I don't think it's a good connection, honestly. I mean, I th- I think practicing it, it gives you a reason to practice more so than just hunting. But I think um, the the competition part of it makes us all want to. Um, lip ball all the time so you go to the woods and you hear lip balls over and over and over first thing that's all you hear you know or like you'll hear people doing the wrong call 
beautifully, but the wrong call at the, at wrong, the wrong time. time. So yeah. I think I think for some people, it, if they're not going to study the game and they just want to do the calls, because I've been there before. I've I've been out there calling, just to hear myself call more mm-hmm. so than to, to complete the mission. A lot of that too is emotion, right? It's like we're yeah. we're we're wrapped up in our own testosterone, if you will, right? Our own I'm. I can call, I can, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, out chuckle yeah. this sucker, I'm gonna cut him off. Dude, you know how many times I've blown a situation and then not realizing my own error or not wanting to realize or admit my own error and blaming the elk. Yep. You yeah, know what I mean? Yep, and it's yeah. like, I just blew that situation because I can't control my freaking emotion yep. and I got all excited because we're having a chuckle fest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's only gonna hang there so long with that bull crap. Man. Oh, his seminar, he called me out on like five different things that I've done mm-hmm. <laughs> over and over and over. <laughs> that being one of them. Like, oh, he's he's answering me. What's up? Like, my calls must be great. He's gonna come in right now. Yeah, and then what? Nothing, silent, bye. And that comes from the, the, the elk calling championships because I would listen to those. And I was listening to their sounds. What I thought was the prettiest was what I wanted to make. I wasn't even really listening. Oh, this is the the chuckle. This is the the grunt. This is the bark. I knew I knew what they were, but I wasn't studying the situation. And I think for for a lot of people, they yeah, it's, it's where it's where it's applicable, right? Where it fits yeah. in that situation or that scenario. Sure. And that's a that's a challenge, right? I mean, there's so many variables that we control, but for everything that we are, whatever that control looks like for whatever variable we're in control of there's a thousand others when you're on the mountain oh, yeah. that we don't have any say in yeah. you know and it, and for me like last year learning taking everything that I learned previous years and saying okay I want to make that animal do what I want that animal to do when I want that animal to do it and to see those successes after all the failures was was huge for me man but I had to admit a lot along the way in doing that and i spent a year just dissecting my my journal in my phone and like okay i blew that i blew that i blew that talking to joe um talking to paul and paul was like the 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 elk hung up no you hung up yeah the elk never hung up you hung up what are you what are you talking you said the wrong words he he leveled me on a podcast about it right and i was like wow i had to really reflect on that and go into the woods knowing that I screwed those situations up and I was like, man, I ain't doing it again. And it still, it still couldn't beat that bull I wanted, you know? Yeah. Well, this guy says he can't call, but he has a video on his phone. How many minutes is that bull with you guys? Uh, over an hour. He has a bull coming back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and Even forth. after being shot at. Damn. Yeah. yeah. So, he, uh, All right. did he die? Ask her. <laughs> no, he that, was, that was he a hater move. <laughs> that was a hater move. I, pro- hey, I promised her I would leave my bow at home and give her all the opportunity until she killed. And if, if she didn't kill, then I wouldn't even pick up my bow. That that is about as selfless of a move that that any caller could do. Right? Is is saying that. As much as we want, as much as we wait that 330 some odd days um, to set down your opportunity for however many days is huge. Yeah, yeah. But I found calling for Brandon last year that that was the best situation I could put myself in for my long term success as an elk hunter 
was yeah. just playing caller because there was no pressure on me to seal the deal right. for myself. And I was willing to do whatever it took. And that means paying attention, leaving the emotion behind to get the bull to come in for him. Yeah. So I think, I mean, that's, that, what did you learn from that? Just be in the collar. Take my bow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, baby. <laughs> they're still acting like they're not listening. Uh, no, you know, I, I, I would say I probably learned that I don't speak the language. I did what a lot of people do is I blow, I cut them off or I do things I'm not supposed to. And that's probably why I couldn't pull him in that back to 50 again and give her that second shot. Mm -hmm. He hung up after that first. Hold on, hold shot. on, I just told you Paul Medell ripped me a new asshole. <laughs> uh, he hung up at like 70 to 90 mm -hmm. for like 45 minutes afterwards and just couldn't bring him back in. Just run. <laughs> just run at him. Just run at him. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it was we, fun though. I, I, I honestly, it was, it was hard for me not to hunt those days, but I knew the value that I was going to take away um, you know, for, for these, these consecutive seasons, yeah. you know, I, I think it's big when you just get to go out there and learn, yep. you know, and set back, I grabbed Brandon a couple of times and I'm like, no, he's like, let's go, let's go. We're watching elk funnel down off this hill. And I'm like, no, dude, let's just sit here and watch him a minute. Let's just watch and learn. And I got to the point where I was awestruck, just watching him be elk, yep. you know, watching him do what elky shit. Yeah. Um, man, I learned so much last season. I get to go out with these boys this year as a coach on uh, on a hunt and I'm super excited to yeah. be exposed to Joe in the woods and you know actually helping just on soak the hunt. it up oh just, yeah I mean it's all yeah. about learning right yeah. yeah it's all about that growth and that pursuit that's why I haven't left that booth <laughs> <laughs> um, man we will talk elk hunting for hours uh Western Hunt Fest that plays yeah. right into elk hunting <laughs> yeah, be, our our event will be the pregame to elk season this year. Yep. For for a hundred shooters. Two weeks before. Yeah. Right? Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, about two yeah. Weeks. About two weeks before. So Western Hunt Fest will be the first time we put this event on. Um, we've got phenomenal people backing us. Um, we're doing. When I say the pregame to elk season, I say that because uh, Jermaine will be out there doing a little seminar. We're gonna have an elk calling contest three uh scored 3d tournament and then what everyone's coming to talk about and trying to win is that pack out competition win belt's already spoken for. Yeah. <laughs> there's about 18 guys that keep saying that it's theirs for <laughs> all 18 of you bring it this, that plays into exactly what what we all are we're all competitive yeah and that's what we want that's what that, those are people we want to show up yeah we want competition out there we want the best people to show up yeah. That's going to expose a lot of folks. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? It, it's going to it's going to F up some two weeks before season, and yep. you go out there, and you, and you got to put it down like it's season. Yep, exactly like that. Yeah, it's going to it's gonna expose some weakness. It might send some folks on the mountain, man, with, yep. uh, with a little bit uh, of a ding to the, to the confidence. Which is yeah. good, though, because people go so far back sometimes. People do so much and they're not prepared for it, you know. So it'll be it'll be a good benchmark for a lot of those guys too, you know. That that's actually that's some wisdom, yeah. Right? Because uh, if you can hack it there, then you know, because you hear, you you don't hear it as much. I guess you do. Maybe I ignore it. 
Dude, I I don't care what shape I'm in. I'm not going 12, 13 miles. I'm no. sorry. No, I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm yeah. not doing it. Like, no. there's no reason for one. I've seen more elk within half mile of roads. Yep. Then I need to pass. What yep, don't make sure any not. sense. And I mean, caliber. Yep. Caliber. So you know, more power to them. I don't even know if I want to go. And most of my hunts are solo. Yeah. So if I'm if I'm looking at a three mile mark. That's a little bit further than I actually want to go yeah. because I'm by myself, right? Oh, I, solo for sure, yeah. If I get a bull down, dude, I don't want to have to make a, a trip in there, you know, three, four miles one way. Right. Yeah, right. I feel you. That's four times. I, that's can't, gonna, that's, I can't. That's gonna take me. A, that's gonna take me a day. Yeah. Yeah, if you look I at the can't. the weather that September presents, yeah. it ain't exactly cold. Hey, you you're know? close enough now. You can call us. Yeah, it's like, man. Um, okay, so I'm sorry. We, no, we're good. going back to the elk thing. Uh, again. <laughs> so, so Jeff is actually he he had the idea too for, you know, we're doing a 3D scored tournament. So you take non arch fest, take total arch challenge. Not scored unless you're with your buddies, um, more competitive. But this is actually scored. We're gonna give out prizes, whatnot. There'll be a trad a trad division and a compound division. But his idea is to, you know, we're using this as wisdom. We're using this as a learning curve. And motivation to, to so why not throw in up. scenarios so mm -hmm. from target two to three you got to jog to it and then you have a minute to shoot it you know what i mean or shoot you have your knees you got to shoot from your knee or you, you know what i mean different mm -hmm. scenarios that we actually see out in the field yep so it's not just going to be you're going to come up touch the the shooting line take your time and shoot right it's not going to be like that one arrow one arrow one arrow per yeah. pin yeah no mulligans you have an arrow limit? Uh, Carrying arrow limit? I mean, they're, the they're, what are they, 20, 25 targets? So uh, five arrows. 20 yeah. targets. I 20 believe. targets? Yeah. Is that what they were? Yeah. What I'm, I, no, he's saying. I'm saying you, if your quiver can only hold five, yeah. you're only walking around you're with walking five. You're walking in with five. Yeah. Right? Yeah, sure. If you can hold seven, then by all means, carry Take your seven. seven. Right, but right. if we're talking situation, right, scenario, shooting, yeah, I walk go in into with the, what you're gonna go in. Yeah, with. I yeah. walk into the woods for 23 days. I got five arrows with me, man. Yep. Five arrows. I carry six broadheads. Yep. Um, I have one in there just for whatever. If I botch a shot and I want to, you know, hopefully yep. I never need to use six fucking arrows. But yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know in what there. I mean. <laughs> um, He's never gone antelope hunting with us. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you, 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 you know, we're used to going to archery events and we're seeing, you know, people walk on the mountain with with 20 arrows. Yeah, and it's like, for me. Me personally, I'm going up with my quiver. I was supposed to shoot with Diego, and I told him if we go up, dude, we're taking one arrow each. I heard right. We're gonna take. We're gonna take. We're gonna take one arrow each, and if we if we blow it, then we're gonna walk until you blow your one arrow. That's really the opportunity we get when we're chasing animals. Yeah. A lot of times is that one arrow, and if that one arrow don't count, guess what? A lot of times that hunt is over. It's that tag suit. Yeah. yeah sure. And that, you know, I don't care how you season that, man. That pot is always nasty. Yeah. Um, all right. So, sorry. Well, let's uh, go back to the, go. to the fest. So, so, 100 folks, scenario shooting. Yeah. So, we're doing, for the 3D, we're thinking the scenario shooting. So, we'll, we'll have yeah. to uh, probably go shoot the course again and see what, what looks best. Mm -hmm. yeah. They've got, so, it's, it's that American Bowman who, from what I've seen, has the most realistic scenarios already yeah out the gate without mm -hmm. even having to add in whatever we do you know kneeling whatnot so we'll have to figure that out but then uh we've got 
the elk calling competition? Yeah. Yeah, Which, well, um, with the with the 3D shoot, though, Scott, so uh, the guy who runs American Bowman, he is uh, setting up the shots to where they're real, even more realistic than the last shots. They're going to be difficult. They're going to be... Um, there's going to be branches in the way. There's going to be a lot of scenarios where you're going to have to, you're going to have to really think through them. Think through them. Yeah. He, he works on your footing. He works on your bubble. He really works you with his course. So it's going to be real, that's cool. real fun. I, I think that's beneficial riders to have realistic, especially so close to season. Yeah. And it'll get guys, you know, and, and gals thinking about what they're, what they're doing when they're when they're punching that trigger i shouldn't say punch it but you see what i see punch it (laughs) (laughs) um and like you said the reality check in it yeah that's scary two weeks before season yeah and it's uh so it's gonna be hunting rigs only for sure though yeah yeah no scopes no crazy big stabilizers unless you're hunting with it if you have a quiverizer and you're hunting with it by all means but bring it but it's gonna be hunting rigs only for sure what else uh, the elk calling uh, competition. So we're going to um, have a mile high note for sure um, judge it. I'm working on getting a couple more judges. Yep, sit in front of you. <laughs> I got one in front of me. He'll be there anyway uh, doing podcasts. Jermaine's going to be another one. But I, uh, but we really want some like big time callers. I feel like at a lot of these uh, calling competitions, unless it's the championship, there's not really a lot of uh, big name callers. We want some big name callers. Some people that can call. I know for sure uh, we have one guy that signed up that is amazing. Two guys, for sure, that I know of personally that are amazing. So it's going to be cool. I just I want to grow the calling part too. You know? mm-hmm. Like that's my baby. I want to I want to see these competitions loaded with you know your top champions going to all these other events instead of sitting back and letting everybody else. You know, I want this one to be competitive and yeah. and you know really good, like a really good. So so with that being said, is that the, the the linguist part I'm imagining is going to be a very big and I like how Joe put on the the comp yesterday yeah. right where it was about language yep. and the sounds matter right yeah. I mean we can't I don't want to I don't want to belittle that in any way shape or form but you know me sitting there and and knowing that this was the call you had to make at that moment and hearing that accuracy in, in the link in the language was was a big deal for me yeah yeah for sure yeah hearing him say how oh, just like the air, the way they're they're blowing their air out, and you're not even hearing. You're hearing a, a minor grunt with that air. I never, I never would have thought to throw those types of things in there. Yeah. So I, I think uh, having the right people giving the seminar, and then followed by like he's saying top-notch callers, that's going to help a lot of us that that don't do yeah. competition mm-hmm. calling. They, for me to sit in and hear that, it's going to be beneficial for me calling for her, me calling for my kids. Oh yeah. So I'll pick up a lot of stuff. You know, hopefully it's the same for. For everyone else that comes out what's funny is you'll go home and then just hearing all this this weekend oh yeah it, it notches up that calling it's crazy yeah. yeah and for all you guys that are coming make sure you bring your bugle tubes because i'm going to influence you to join <laughs> <laughs> yep he will yeah um how many registra- uh, registration spots are open yet we're rough i i didn't check this morning but we're almost 50 percent full so we're we're approaching that 50 shooter line already okay and that's pretty. I mean, that's a hundred, a hundred shooters uh, for that course. That's that's quite a bit of people. Yeah. In there. So they've got two courses, twenty targets each. Yeah. We're gonna do shotgun start. Um, so we it should run fast enough with the hundred shooters on two different courses that we still have plenty of time 
yeah, for uh, for the seminar. And yeah. the, if they don't register for the shoot, can they come up and, and just register for like the seminar and stuff like that if they so, don't want to shoot or how's that look? The way registration works, it's seventy five bucks that gets you in for the shoot. Okay. Um, as an add on, I think it I think it's on the website it's five bucks to, to do the calling, mm -hmm. ten bucks for the pack out. Okay. Yeah. So Let's talk about the pack out challenge. Yeah, you're we, smirking we, already, yeah. dog. We, we kind of we glassed over the belt a little bit as I as I uh, licked it again. <laughs> yeah, you want to go? Go for it. So his thing. the pack out challenge is uh, there's, there's two divisions. There's the solo, and there's teams. Teams meaning two people. Um, gonna be husband, wife, brothers, whatever. Any two people can do it um, to cover the solo, but to cover the setup, I guess. You're gonna have. We'll probably have three to four stations. Each station's gonna have a deadhead. It's gonna have two rears that are gonna be roughly 60 to 65 pounds each. Two fronts, 40 to 45 pounds each. Uh, quote unquote meat bag, which will be around 30. The idea behind it is we say go. That's when you take your pack down. You start cinching up as if that's your downed bull, and you got to go in. I think the total distance is 1.4 miles. Uh, 1.45. 1.45. That's in and out. Okay. So if you're solo and you're thinking you're gonna do it in two trips, you come in, you hit your marker, you come out, you drop your load, pick up the remaining balance of it, pack it in, and then back, back, come back Is out. there an aspect or an element in there in addition to the meat weight where we have gear included? You have to have your bow. As if on your first round, on your first trip out, yeah. you well, got it. Okay, but if, I, if, I'm, if I'm hunting elk and I'm living out my pack 40 to 60 pound pack right that right. has to get out too or yeah. am i just leaving we're giving we're giving a freebie on that yeah oh. you're, we're, gonna <laughs> oh, we're gonna we're gonna call it equipment only the belt so. is mine <laughs> <laughs> and reason being is because of time so, yeah because it's a one-day event right uh, yeah as we expand we're gonna Gonna, we'll start getting destroyed, people. <laughs> well, let's destroy them right off the bat. <laughs> we gotta make them want to come back, bro. We gotta get some more deadheads. Then. The okay, sand so, is the easy part. So we're 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 in a, a day pack situation. We're base camp hunting uh, yeah. right off the road, taking the UTV in, killed an elk. Now we're packing them out. Yep. Okay. Uh, Backcountry hunters need not apply. No, I'm just messing around. <laughs> yeah, we're road hunters, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you mean I could drive, drag him uh, out behind yeah, my truck? Yeah. So, so what I'm what I'm already gonna see though, and is not gonna be, except was let's say you, you strap up with your front, your back. You got a front and a rear. You go in, come back, and you think you're just gonna turn around and go. You still gotta drop that load and pick up the other front and rear. Mm -hmm. you can't just say, oh, well, it's gonna be equal anyway, because they they may not. One might be a pound or two different. You know what's funny too with that, right? Is is and we kind of miss it, is the the tax that you pay when you are field dressing that animal for pack out right right it kicks i mean i don't care who you are it kicks your ass a little bit yeah you're hunched oh, yeah. over you're hunched your knees over. are hurting you, yeah, you know your what back, i mean lower back's hurting already yeah so i think there's i mean it's not it's not the same per se right but there's some value in stopping that activity you know correct killing that and, and getting in those uncomfortable positions right and and getting that going right. um yeah, so on cool. your first load, after you've dropped your first load, you can leave your bow. That's as if you're back at your at your truck. That's truck. Okay. You can leave your bow. You can run back in. Trekking poles. Trekking poles are fine. Okay. Yeah, if you hunt with trekking poles, more power to you. Yeah, that'll be dope to see that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and I gotta imagine, man, the way that the way that we prepare that that you know, 
there's gonna it's gonna be a it's gonna be tight like you know everybody sees this belt and starts talking a little bit of mess yeah. um because it's just fun to do yeah but it's really going to show it's gonna it's gonna expose some shit <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah it's also gonna build a brotherhood too between the guys that go yeah and, you know like that like that's what i love about the outdoor industries like the brotherhood that you build mm-hmm. like i just met bo hitch and i feel like they're my brothers you right know? yeah and, and i want especially the colorado people to get tight everybody mm-hmm. like, get together connect yeah. and and yeah, them lines uh, need to start the, getting brushed away a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Talking I, about the that's <clears throat> that's a that's a huge deal, right? I mean, a, a huge, huge deal. And that you know, I've been kind of a slacker uh, in terms of podcasting since I've been here. And uh, that's one of the things I keep saying. Like, I just want I want to bang out a ton of Colorado episodes. Yeah. And dude, I mean, you guys are from out of state. And, and just just coming here to hunt and the amount of people that I've met coming here to hunt and and how welcoming and just the level of brotherhood and camaraderie that you feel from outdoorsmen here in Colorado is uh, it's next level, man. I, I got to I think it's probably the best I've ever seen it, you know, and I've been I haven't been all over the West, but I've been, you know, to a few states and I think I think. Uh, knock it out of the park here when it comes to that yeah. he was blown away when he moved here huh? yeah. yeah i grew up here i grew up here then moved to arizona and then came back but he was blown away when he saw yeah, yeah. it's uh and he said it when when you know when when i was moving he goes dude that's the best decision you ever made <laughs> for real for real yeah, yeah especially for the otc hunts too yeah you know what sucks right is so you know moved here when we did cpw is six months Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like everything else, man. You, you own a business, gainfully employed, blah, blah, blah. It's 60 days. CPW yeah. is like six months. I'm like, <laughs> For real? And they won't cut you slack. No. You know, if you don't get your mail right, <laughs> yeah, None. they don't cut you slack. For real. None. None. <laughs> yeah, I was, last year, I was, yeah. I was like days. I was counting, I was calling them. I'm like, hey, I'm going to be at this day, blah, blah, blah. She said, sorry. Days he days. moved here on time, but. He didn't. I didn't get my driver's license on time. Get his driver's license on time, so mm-hmm. they didn't give him any any slack. No love. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I mean, good. I'll I'll be good if uh, if this uh, second draw doesn't provide any love. By the time OTC goes on sale, I'll be paying the forty that's, some odd dollars. That's why I had to do it. Yeah. Uh, but I'm willing to pay. I'm willing to pay my non-resident prices. Have you ever played the secondary game here? Uh yeah, last year. It's good. Yeah, it it's is. Good. Yeah, There's I a lot got of good tags in it. I got in uh, to where I hunted last year on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good system. Yeah, I I think it uh, it works well. Yeah, I, I played a fool's game this year, and yeah. I was like, well, non-resident pool's smaller. Yeah, my points suck, but let's try it. Yeah. If I'm gonna pay that much money, I might as well swing for the fences. Yeah, yeah, and, sir. Uh, yeah, it killed me on everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, in terms of of OTC opportunity. There's still elk. There's still oh, yeah. plenty oh, of elk. There are. Right? That's where we there's were. There's so many. Yeah. There's so oh, many. dude. I mean, killed one over the counter last year, too. The, yeah. the unit that I hunt, OTC, borders one of the state's premier elk units. Yep. Right? It's not like they say, hey, don't don't go on that side of the road. Right. Yeah. You know? It's just, so I'm not I'm not tripping. Uh, and then saving a few bucks, quite a few bucks is going to be nice. I can't wait, man. I can't wait till I, it's just done. Yep. Put in for the draw, and it's the same price. Yep. That's it's good for me though, because now I got two callers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, I, man. That's one thing I learned last year, dude. Is I, 
I didn't realize I was like, man, how am I going to do this? Right? Like, how am I going to just call for, and I told him I'm committed to calling for you, you know? Yeah. And uh, I didn't know how I was going to do it then, but then when I was there, dude, I love calling for somebody like, yeah. man, it is like, it is actually, it's, it is. it's exciting. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's like, you're, you're committed. There's, there's something about that commitment without the, without the notch in the tag pressure, I guess. Um, it's a little, it was different for me, but I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it'll be even nicer now that I'm here to, to have folks that I can call for that can call for me and, you yeah. know, vice versa. Right. And you share a camp and then it's, you know, it's game on, Yeah. you know, that's what we got to do is we got to plan some notes, Let's do it. align our, align our selections, man, and just go out there and just notch every one of them motherfucking sure. tags. I, the tag I drew, I actually drew it with uh, one of the bu- one of the buddies that I uh, always run into. We're uh, we're getting kind of tight, mm-hmm. and uh, over the years we we've gotten kind of tight. You know, we've hunted together before, but we both drew the same unit, and then an, another mutual friend of ours drew the same unit too. So it's gonna be fun. Heck yeah! So a lot of intel and a lot of teamwork going to go into that one yeah, that that yeah and there it goes again right back to that brotherhood and that community and, and what that yep. means so and you guys are masters at it i mean with packing out i mean you know i talked about it earlier i sat down with the girls today and did a little uh did a little youth episode and uh, to see their faces light up to talk about the family aspect and what it means in their in their social lives as teenage girls um yeah phenomenal so, you know, everybody check out Pack Em Out Apparel, Instagram, packemout.com. Uh, definitely check out Western Hunt Fest on Instagram. Um, you know, 50 spots still available. Get on there, register. Um, and the drive, if you're Western Slope and you're listening, I mean, you know, depending on where you're at, three, four hours, you're in Bailey and you're having some fun with like-minded people, uh, getting that last, that last uh, reality check before season starts this year. You guys got anything to close with? Don't just limit it to Colorado. We've got a lot of a lot of guys from uh, from New Mexico. Mm, that's right. That have already signed up. New yeah. Mexico showing up yeah. big on this one. I think New Mexico has most registrations. So come on, Colorado. <laughs> they really? do. Yeah, yeah they're, they're competitive. Really thick. <laughs> it, but I mean, even here at this event, there's been a, a ton of New Mexico yeah, rolling up. Yeah. yeah. And then that could have a little to do with how difficult it is, and and becoming more so in that state to get tags but yeah good on them for stepping up to the plate yeah i love it too heck yeah all right boys i appreciate it thank you yeah thanks man so all right we're at where we at d mountain archery fest purgatory colorado um i got mr diego ortero main beam addiction he's going to co-host this episode with me and it's it's very important for us to have conversations when it comes to youth in the outdoors youth in archery youth in hunting and what better family to represent that um than pack them out right it's a family it's a family brand right it's a family experience and everything you guys do revolves around your family um and i commend your parents for that i commend you guys for that Uh, i know as a youth it sometimes it's important to do what you want to do, right? But watching you guys out here all weekend, this is important to you. So start with an introduction. Tell us your name. Um, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Uh, um, I'm Isabella. And I'm Ava. Yeah. And we're packing out. Oh, yeah, we're packing out. <laughs> you want, my co-host got to do an intro. 
Oh, I'm Diego. Diego, who and what is your what's your deal? What's my deal? Me and him. <laughs> Diego's gonna struggle with us. Yeah. Oh. So tell us about Pack Amount Apparel, um, and then we'll talk about why why it's important to you. Okay, you can say. Um, Pack Amount Apparel is like a family-owned business, and um, it's really important to my dad because he's always been like obsessed with hunting, like so obsessed, and I feel like because of Pack Em Out, our family's gotten a lot closer to each other because we're all helping each other out. So it's fun to like go to the events together. Like we're always down to always do it, you know. Like even my sister Allie, she doesn't like hunting. Like she does, but she doesn't do it. And it's always fun. She's like, oh yeah, I'll do this with you guys. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So what are what are some of the things that that you've seen from your father in in archery and doing Pack Em Out and in hunting that inspire you? to want to be such a large part in what he's doing? Um, I feel like it's just like the way he connects with other people because of this brand. I feel like because I'm a part of this brand as well, I'm able to do that as well, just like him, so. Yeah, I would say like the way, um, like how he communicates with people. I mean, it's not like, like it's like an inviting kind of thing, you know? Like, I feel like, <clears throat> like, kind of draws people closer to him, I feel like, you know, and it just kind of shows that, like, um, there's a sense of community, maybe, yeah. right, and, and, and I think what happens a lot of times, right, is, is we, we're in our family group, and we don't realize how inviting, and how welcoming, and how warm everybody around us can yeah. be, right, and I think a lot of it with, with the hunting demographic, with archery, there's a lot of like-minded people, yeah. right, how do you think it, it, it affects your family unit um, with the exposure from Pack Em Out? Um, it looks like a ton of fun. Yeah, what it looks it, like. it's a lot of fun. <laughs> like being able to go to school and tell others about this brand, it just helps us a lot. And it brings people to like buy our stuff and like let us talk about it with them. It's really cool. But it's also with like other family members. Like obviously like they don't live here. So they're not able to like be able to experience what we're experiencing right now, but um, they are able to like still like help us advertise. Yeah, they're uh, able to help us advertise like all over the world, which is like really fun and nice. Mm -hmm. And what do you think it does in terms of exposing hunting and archery to like your friends and things at school? Do, do you have conversations where maybe you know maybe? Your, your classmates and things aren't exposed to it, and then you're able to have a conversation yeah. from a place that is fun and respectful yeah, uh, and totally. you're proud of. Because like, oh, go ahead. It usually starts off like, look at your guys' hobbies, you know? And I know my sister sold a shirt to one of our friends at our school, and she like, like she wore it every week, you know? Like, not, she would obviously wash it, you know? But like, um, after we would tell her about it, you know, she'd go and tell her friends, and then they'd, just get really interested you know so yeah i feel like, like the company like that i feel like it draws more people in like together. so why don't you speak on that right because you're you're actually the man with the plan when it comes to that you know you with, with main beam and then maybe there's some things that you can learn from them and they can learn from you but you have exposed another side of this world and then like you know you're you're now influencing your own people right so if you had a message to them right what would that be and how have you 
advocated for hunting and archery um, and grow main beam? And, and how do you have those conversations with youth? I don't know. Just like you gotta like get out there and talk to people. Like the more people you meet, the better off you are. Because like once you start meeting people all over, you got like connections to help you out. Like if you're struggling or something. So why is that important in promoting hunting with the youth? I feel like it pulls more people in. Like they were talking about other friends. Like if you start talking about that and it sounds fun, like they're gonna want to get into it and like try it, mm-hmm. make hunting bigger. So, so the three of you, is it, it, it? It's not just about fun, right? It, it's not as much as as much as that provides fun and a good time, right? There's some values that come out of what we're all doing. Um, that are phenomenal, right? Respect um, for the land, for the animals. Is that is that part of your conversation when you expose people to it or when they start talking to you? Yeah, totally. Like, whenever I tell my friends, like, oh yeah, hunting's like not just fun. They're like, what do you mean? I thought it was just like killing an animal and you're done. It's like, well, no, it's part of respect. Like you need to make sure you're not on private land without permission. You need to like follow a bunch of rules, but like, it's st- it still can be fun, but just make sure like really safe and respectful when you're hunting. So so follow a lot of rules, and those rules are in place to because have, go to ahead. have a good time, right? Um, and keep us safe, but also to protect the animals and the land, et cetera, et cetera, yeah, right? Yeah. So tell us, give us the background. What what's your part in Pack Them Out? What do you do? Um. I mainly just like help out with like inventory. I help stock and shields sometimes. Um, it's really fun. Like I get to be at home with my dad, work with him, like be able to like put, what do you call them? Tags yeah. on the shirts. And then we take them to shields, which is like really fun. That's um, gotta be super cool to have them Yeah, shields, right? it, it really is like a blessing and really fun to have. Um, I feel like just because like we're a part of Shields and other stores, it just also helps out our business, and it helps out helps our family too, because like because of that we get to be together and help each other out with anything. So. And you're learning aspects of business yeah. that most kids would never even be exposed to. So what's your role in? Well, we do the <laughs> we do inventory as a family. So mm-hmm. like my dad's like, hey, you guys like. I remember last year before TAC, he was like, okay, guys, we're going to go to the game. And we just, like, listen to music, maybe. We get to, like, talk to each other, you know. And, um, yeah, we do the tags, you know. I feel like it's, like, I don't know. It's just, like, really fun. We, I get to help my dad with, like, when It's he, about time. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. More about that valuable time than tagging a shirt. Yeah. But it's our shirt. Like, yeah. this is our stuff. Yeah, it's really, like, cool once you realize that, like, hmm. you own a business and you're part of it. Yeah. And, like, people actually like what you're selling. It's, like, really cool to, like, know that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and, and that's a big thing. So, you know, talking to your dad a couple of years ago. And then that was one of the things that when we initially talked that stood out to me was the involvement full circle for Molly. You know, and that was one of the things I told him. Like, for me, looking, you know, from, from being an outsider looking in and the, the family values that he's teaching you guys is just next level and then watching you and your your cousins um out here this weekend and and realizing what what he has done 
and what you guys have done in your family unit, it, it I think it would leave a lot of people a little bit envious to see the connection. And, it, and it's kind of weird, right? A lot of times people will start things and it's it's these selfish reasons. Um, so, so I commend your parents and you guys for really, you know, taking hold of it and going, this is a, this is a solid family deal, you know, and being part of that and the learning you get to do. So you both shoot archery? Um, I just started shooting archery. Yeah, not yet. Not yet? Are you, are you interested in that aspect of it or? Yes. Um, I like kind of, uh, well, I've only actually, so in Arizona, the hunting age is like 10, right? Yeah, 10. So I started then and we moved here and it's 11, I think. Right, no, 12. Goes up to yeah. 12. Yep. So I haven't really gotten to do much, but I go with my dad on his hunting now. And he, my mom, she just started using bow too. And so it's Sunny, my little brother. So like, it seems like I really want to do it. You know, I'm just like waiting for the time. Like once I get out there kind of more, mm -hmm. you know, then I could actually know like, okay, well, do I want to do this more? Do I enjoy this or like that? So I feel like at some point I probably will. And then that's a decision that they're allowing you to make. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So what's your animal right now? What's your animal? Like you're like, if I'm doing this, this is the animal I want to chase. Um, <clears throat> I want to kill. Wait, you killed? What is that? Like over by your stand, it had like. The Barbary. Yeah, my dad has one of those in the living room, and um, I think it's so cool. I mean, like. Probably, I probably I need to maybe you know have a little bit more skill at it, you know. But I'm sure with a, like enough practice, you know, mm -hmm. and time put into it, I think that I could probably you know do that. Get that Barbary? Mm -hmm. Heck yeah! That's a that's a that's solid a first animal goal right there. What about you? Probably an elk, like a bull elk. Uh, You're my friend. <laughs> <laughs> he was like the first one to get a bull elk in our family, but it didn't have antlers. Mm -hmm. I want to be the first one that gets a bull elk with antlers. Like that's my main goal right now. That's awesome. Yeah. And how old are you? Uh, thirteen. So you're oh, so you're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. So you'll be out there with dad this year. Yeah, I just got uh, a tag for antelope, so I'm really excited for that. Yeah, start that elk education now. Yeah. Right. You could go play caller for him this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what did you put that diaphragm in your mouth yesterday? No, day before. I mean, we got solid on it. Cool. So what else you want to tell us about Pack Em Out before we wrap her up? Um, Just, it's a really fun thing to do with our family. It gets us closer with like friends too. Like, because like, they're like, oh, I would love to like buy stuff from you guys. And then they start getting like a little involved, like advertising for us at school. So that's pretty much it. So let me rephrase the question. What else do you have to say about Pack Mount that people need to know? It's really just for, it's, it's like, a, um, what's the word? I don't know. It's like, it's really just like a thing that brings us joy, if that makes sense. It kind of, there's a word for it. I'm, you know, lost with that. That's all right. But um, really, we do start off as like, oh, my God. I don't want to do this, you know, and then now it's really just like, this has become our family, like, it's something we bond over, you know? Mm -hmm. This is like, um, this is like something, one of the biggest things to our family, you know? So, like, so if I walked up to the booth and I said, tell me about Pack Em Out and why should I buy a shirt, what would you say? I don't know, like, 
I don't know. <laughs> I feel like, like, I would personally say, like, pack them out. Uh, it's, like, family-friendly, and it helps, I guess, like, personally for me, it gives me motivation to hunt. So, like, maybe, like, motivation or something. Motivation. We're yeah. promoting family in the outdoors, yeah. Yeah. right? We're promoting the, the value set and the lifestyle of living outdoors. Yeah. I appreciate you, you ladies stepping out of your comfort zone and sitting down with me and my quiet co-host here. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I appreciate what you're doing. Um, I commend you for promoting it. Um, I hope to see you guys continue to promote it and continue to grow the brand and bring new youth into the outdoors. It's awesome what you're doing, you know, and then you hear adults say it all the time, right? We want to do it for the next generation um, and we want to save it for you. But when, when I see you involved in, in that means more to me than 10 of these adults out here doing it, right? It, it, it really impresses me what you're doing. So congratulations. Keep doing it. You got anything to close with, buddy? You guys gonna have to check out Pack 'em Out Apparel. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, That's probably go. good enough, huh? Yeah. Um, so pack 'em out on Instagram, packemout.com, and we'll talk to E and Jeff about uh, the Western Hunt Fest coming up that uh, Pack 'em Out's putting on. Thank you. Thank you.